Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Joy City. This is a weekly blog and podcast hosted by yours truly, Stuart Welch. I'm the lead pastor of Life Connection Church located in Modesto, California. And I want to invite you in to join with an amazing community of friends that are quickly becoming an intimate part of my daily life. I mean, I'm your host and excited to hear your stories and deliver great content that can help you change your life and truly transform as we celebrate the greatness of God and his presence in the everyday moments of your life. I mean, knowing that the creator, the grand weaver of our lives is present with us and then leaning into that presence, it can be revolutionary for you. So let's enter in. Let's Let's head on into the city that we call Joy City. Now, you see, Joy City isn't a geographical location. It's a place where you can find your joy and happiness in the kingdom of God, following hard after God and fulfilling the call of God in your life. It's it's a place that welcomes us all with open arms. In Joy City, faith is what is all important, our trust and our confidence in the ways, will, and the word of God. So let me hip you to this. Jesus never uttered an opinion. <laughs> he never guessed. He, he didn't even give us sound wisdom or keen observation like Solomon. Not at all. Jesus' words are the essence of truth. And when we adhere and follow them intently, we become stronger, healthier, holier, and joyful. Now, understanding that Christ overcame the world, and for you and Every other resident of Joy City, this brings great rejoicing. Now, our goal in Joy City is God. Yes, yes, it's God and our relationship with him and how to maintain that relationship. It's, it's not about being happy or sad. It's, it's about not allowing our situations and our circumstances to determine our relationship with the Lord. For the Apostle Paul reminds us in the challenges of the times as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. So if you want to make a huge difference in your circle of influence or the people that you come in contact with daily, he says, think on these things. And it's those people that will always want you around them. They, they will always be excited to hear from you. And this will give you the chance to change your life. Now, let me welcome in my co-host today. You know him. You've, you've heard him on the show before. Truly a brother that's near and dear to my heart. He's a brother that I admire and who inspires me daily to be the best version of myself that I can. Y'all, help me welcome my guy. It's, it's Brother JC that's on the show. Ah, welcome, JC. Welcome, man. How you feeling? The the audience is happy to have you today, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm feeling great, and I am excited about our conversation on today. Man, JC, we we um truly, brother, we got some heavy lifting uh, to do today. I mean, we're dealing with the war in Ukraine. Uh, we see video images uh, day and night now, you know, uh, two weeks ago, you remember, I was part of a funeral service uh, for a beloved wife and mother. And yesterday, I just got the news that the father passed mm. away as well. And then, My God. yeah, brother, this morning, I wake up to emails from the college and I see that a colleague has passed. 
And uh, then just before lunch, I get another alert that another colleague of mine lost her son, only 21 years old. Oh, God. Yeah, tragic accident. Mm. I mean, mm. I mean, brother, we can look and listen all around us and we see tragedy, death, loss. I mean, there, there, there's just so, just so much grief. And I think it's the people out there who are wondering, yeah. I mean, in a world of so much suffering and pain, not only not only where is God, but you you want to you want to bring us into this joy city. I mean, you want us rejoicing and mm-hmm. and and you want us praising. I mean, you know, we've known each other for a long time, brother, and and we've known each other in the valley moments of our lives, and yeah. we've known each other on the mountaintops. But uh, man, how do how do how do we you know continue to address so many challenges all around us, and then still encourage people that our number one job is to worship the Lord. Yeah, that that seems like a difficult task for many, um, even those who are seasoned Christians, if you will. Um, But having gone through my own challenges and devastating moments in my own life, um, I've learned that there is no better option than to trust in God. Right. We've we've tried everything else and we have allowed ourselves, you know, to— um, go to the finest uh, psychiatrist, uh, even be medicated. Um, but those things only numb you to the realities that that situation is still very much present in our lives. And so I'm just I'm just reminded of the fact that uh, our God is the God of all comfort. Yes. And that th- there's nothing that he will put on you that he has not prepared you for. And, and with that, that... He will always give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He will give you uh, the, the, the joy of oil for mourning, and he will also allow you to experience beauty for ashes. Yes, That yes. may not seem like much now in the midst of your trial. And, you know, this is the God I can't see, I can't touch, and I can't feel. Um, but our situations will numb us to the fact that God yet exists and we want that uh, that 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 uh, social communal um, relationship where we can, uh, you know, touch someone or have a conversation with someone. But just like Job had to do, even in the midst of his own friends, his friends didn't say anything to him for seven days, mm. and yet he endured through that pain. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, there is no prescription. But what I can say is, is that. Uh, I made it through because <laughs> I just focused and trusted on the God of my salvation, not my situation, not my problem, but I focused on him. Amen, man. Amen. And, you know, and it's 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 challenging sometimes for us to pick up the Bible. It's challenging for us sometimes to be around, you know, believers who aren't going through the same uh, type of loss we are or, you know, having dealt you know, with with death in their family or, you know, just just all manner of chaos. But I'm, I'm also reminded while you were talking, you know, Paul wrote in the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians when he said, hey, we got to we got to walk in the spirit. And he goes on to say, so walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh because the flesh is contrary to the spirit. And I think, you know, one of the one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. for us as human beings mm-hmm. clothed in mm-hmm. this flesh is being able to 
to walk by the spirit, which is living a life in the spirit, and it's living your life in the continual presence of the spirit of God. And even in John 15, we see Jesus puts it like this, that we have to abide in him. So, so really he's, you know, saying the same thing that if we abide in Jesus, the spirit is working within us. So as we abide in Christ, as we abide in that vine, as a branch abides in the vine, the Holy Spirit is pulsating the sap right yeah, into our yeah. bodies. I mean, and and I think sometimes, you know, for for us we we kind of get away from that and and you know, we we push back a little bit on that instead of now's our opportunity to really come to know him. You know, when when we were growing up, you know, we used to hear that great cliche all the time, he is the lily of the valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know about you, brother, but uh, until I was in the valley, <laughs> yes, it yes, was it yes. was just words. Hallelujah. It was yes, just words, yes. but man, how God Ooh. saddled up next to me mm-hmm. and just loved me and just poured into me. Uh, in the midst of my tears, I mean that that was something just truly amazing. I mean, I know you've you've had those m- moments of solitary uh, in your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, I was just thinking about uh, the three Hebrew boys that were thrown into the fiery furnace, and when King Nebuchadnezzar went down to look into mm. the furnace, he knew he had threw in three, but he saw four, and he said it looked like the Son of God. Wow. Uh, and so that allows me to know that even in the most difficult circumstances in my life, whether I see it, believe it, feel it, can touch it, God is yet with me. But but here's the one thing that uh, I've heard people say is and, and they become desensitized because of their emotions and they lose. It's okay to be emotional. It's yeah. okay to go yeah. through grief. That's a necessary God gave process them to us, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. However, ho- however, the, on the flip side of 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 grief, there's a recovery, mm. and and how your recovery happens determines is is determined by who and what you invest in. Right. So right. if if you're if you invest in, uh, you know friends that don't that are not going to invest in you and uphold you through this very difficult time then you're going to continue to be in a downward spiral and you may never recover but if you just attach yourself to people who are going to speak life into your situation good god from zion you can overcome any situation man, i believe that man that that's something because you know, what we want to do, it's, you know, goes back to, you know, both of us grew up, you know, uh, participating in athletics and, you know, Mm -hmm, I went on to mm -hmm. coach and, you know, and all these different things. And it's interesting, you know, Paul uses this terminology. And I think sometimes instead of going to the trainer, we run away from the trainer. Uh, And now, you know, we're trying to do it on our own. But that's the beauty of community. And that's the beauty of our fellowship with each other. And so, you know, to those of you out there, you know, that are listening and you're kind of, you know, back in your own foxhole and, you know, you're you're just staying in the house, you're not coming out, you're not engaging. uh, We want to encourage you. We want to encourage you today about the beauty of fellowship. And it's about putting one step in front of the other. And it's about just going 
And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, JC, you remember even when I, you know, launched the the, the podcast, I, 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 uh-huh. give, mm-hmm. I had to follow some of my own advice because, you know, so many fears and doubts and yes, insecurities yes, yes. that yes. rise up in you. Uh, but mm-hmm. I've always told people, do it afraid. Do right, it afraid. Right, right. And uh, if, 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 if you're wondering, you know, about, about going to a fellowship, about going to a meeting, about going to, to uh, grief support, uh, any of those things, do it afraid. You know, do it yes, afraid. I, yes. I really learned this lesson, you know, caring for my mother and, uh, you know, getting in a community of those who are also suffering with dementia and Alzheimer's and being with other caregivers uh, and being around them and giving them the ability. I mean, you know, for, for several meetings, I, I never said a word. I, I just yeah. went and I just sat and I was grieving. Uh, you know, the loss of my mother, the slow death uh, of my mother. And I was grieving that. And so I would just go and I would sit and I would listen to others. And you know what? They begin to come around me and they begin to support me and encourage me. And, you know, the next thing you know, you know, I was a positive, vibrant caregiver uh, Mm -hmm. for my mother, you know, instead of being sad and lonely and wanting to keep us in the house and uh, keep us from engaging uh, all around. But, uh, man, I want to I want to transition a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, I've been listening to podcasts. I've been watching YouTube. I'm you know, I'm always reading. And, you know, I came across this this pastor. He's here in the United States, but he's Ukrainian born, uh, has family and friends over there. And uh, he's praying every day. And I heard uh, something, man, that I want to share. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. But uh, for those of you out there and Listen to this, brother. He's a uh, Ukrainian-born person. He's a pastor of a Christian church here in the United States, and uh, but yet he has family and friends, and he's talking about the war in Ukraine. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I keep thinking about is. This is not the way life is supposed to be. And we all have a sense of that. We all feel that. And so I remember back in Genesis when God created the world, this was not his intention. It was not conflict. It was not bloodshed. It was not nation conquering nation. And I also find comfort in the fact that this is not the way it's always going to be. And so my mind is wandering to a future where there will be peace and no bloodshed and no pain and justice uh, for all. And so I know that's the future that God is leading us to. And so how do we, how do we find joy and sustenance in the present? And uh, for me, the Psalms have been a gift because they, they put into words things that I'm feeling, but can't always express well. Uh, And so they've given me a space for lament and, bringing grief to God and bringing confusion to God. And they've also brought me comfort in helping me remember that I'm a part of a a bigger story and I serve and follow a bigger God. And so I'm finding a lot of comfort in the Psalms right now, both with God, this is not okay. I don't feel good about this. Please stop this. Okay, God, I believe you're in control and I know it's not always going to be this way. So would you just sustain me and sustain those who are suffering right now? And you, mm. you hear that, uh, okay. JC, and what, what caught yeah. my attention is he says in the beginning, this is not the way things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I'm speaking to, you know, that person who's, you know, suffering through some loss right now. I mean, it, it, it could be uh, the death of a loved one. It could be financial collapse, um, bankruptcy. It could be, you know, the, those uh, husband and wife going through separation and divorce. It could be the kids. Why is this happening to my family? And that's, you know, one of the questions that's often asked is, man, it's just not supposed to be this way. Um, what's your yeah, takeaway yeah. when you when you hear this brother talk, man, about uh, the bloodshed and the war and the destruction and, you know, even the terror uh, that goes on in the lives of people every moment of every day? Yeah, I'm just reminded of Romans 8, 28 um, and, and how powerful that is in this situation that we are we're in right now with the war all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose and I think what the pastor is saying is that he understands that this situation is really really bad it's a it's a situation that they have no control over however he chooses to believe the best yeah. and that God is going to, he says at the end, he says, this isn't a situation that's going to last forever, but God help, help to sustain me through it. Right. And I think that, I, I think that that's the plea that we, that, you know, that, that we have to have um, when we're going through these difficult circumstances, no matter what it is, as you just alluded to um, the, the, the different types of circumstances that we may face, um, God help to sustain me through this. So that I can come out. He says in the book of Job, he says, I know the way that you know the way that I take and I shall come forth as gold. And 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 that's the end result. We want to come forth as gold, as though we've been through the furnace, but we weren't burned in the furnace, that we've been mm. through the furnace, but we haven't been disformed by it, that we we our minds are still intact and our emotions are recovering so much to the point that mm -hmm. we can yet be effective. And, and live the life that God has destined for us to live, just to be sustained. That's, that, that should be the cry of, of people that are going through difficult circumstances. Right? Yeah, because, you know, it's the writer of Hebrews that said, hey, what do I do? I'm looking unto Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. The <laughs> author and the finisher, finisher of our faith. And then he goes on to say, who for the joy yeah. that was set before set him. Before but look, at yes. this is what's critical. He mm. endured the cross. Yes, he did. See, and many yes, times, did. you know, when he started out and he said, it's not supposed to be like this. See, God has been there. You know, it's, yes. it's we like to go around and say, hey, it's not my first rodeo or, hey, been there, done that. The reason why God can comfort us in the midst of it and the reason why we can look to Jesus is because he's been there. Yes, he has. God offered mm. up his own son. Ah, thank you, Lord. Yes, God yes. allowed his heart to be open and vulnerable and broken. He allowed he allowed people to, you know, the Bible would teach us to beat and mock uh, Jesus beyond all recognition. I, I know the you know, I know the pictures that we have and I know the things we grew up with and the images mm -hmm. that we see. And, you know, mm -hmm. we see this peaceful Jesus on the cross, you know, looking up to the father like, OK, I'm I'm ready to go now. But the prophet Isaiah is clear. It says he was mocked and marred yes. more than any yes. man. Yes. Yes. That he was unrecognizable. 
mm-hmm. and uh, beaten to the point, you know, with the bag over his head. So, you know, we do speak to those of you out there and we've been on that front row as well. And, you know, uh, we've been in that uh, federal bankruptcy court, too. And, yeah, you know, yeah, we've yeah, been through, yeah. you know, devastation of destruction of relationship as well. And we've yeah. seen the scars um, that it's left upon our children that we have to minister to. So, you know, you're not out there alone. And I know sometimes it feels like that because, you know, especially after you put someone in the ground, the phone stops ringing, the cards yeah. stop coming, yes. uh, the mm. meals aren't being prepared anymore. And sometimes you think, hey, I'm, I'm all by myself in this, but you're not. You're not. It's, yeah. it's one step. After another, because, you know, one of the other videos that I saw, you know, was down by the rail station. The Ukrainian Christians were coming together and they were singing and they were singing worship songs and they were down there having service and they were magnifying the Lord because through it all, we still got to trust in God. You know, uh, he is our recurring astonishment. You know, uh, and he will amaze us over and over and over again, because it was kind of, you know, he he go in the interview. He says, hey, I I was shocked that in Mm -hmm. 2022, uh, this is happening in the age of diplomacy and conversations. And, you know, we're all only a text message, a a videos chat, a Zoom Mm -hmm. away from each other that this would happen. But it didn't catch God off guard. And it didn't catch God by surprise. And God knew it was coming. And he knew that uh, there would be little babies and there would be people. Uh, But you know what? The pastor also speaks on, man, they can't get enough Bibles to Ukraine. Mm. That more and more people are coming to know the Lord. That more and more people. And I know that, you know, to many out there saying, well, you know, if it takes a war, well, that's what it takes in their life. Mm. You know, for your life, it, it may just be a, a doctor's diagnosis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? To, to, to someone else's life, it may be their child being arrested mm-hmm. and uh, facing a, a life sentence somewhere. Um, God knows exactly yes, what each and every one of us need to bring us mm. to our knees uh, because he loves us yes, that much. That sometimes he will allow pain and suffering and challenges in our life to get us to cry out to him. Yes. To yes, get us yes. to say, Lord, I need you in my life. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, brother, but, uh, you know, I, I, I recall when, you know, when, when we used to rock uh, in the early days, we, we were both doing pretty well financially. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Huh. And lost everything. Yeah. So my God. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I remember, you know, living living that life. And mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we we didn't we didn't have to, you know, pray for resources. We you know, we just swipe a, a magic card. Yeah. You yeah, know, most definitely. yeah, we didn't have Ooh. to walk uh, to any appointment. Uh, we had luxury cars. Uh, yeah. We were driving, you know, some mm-hmm. of some of uh, Europe's finest vehicles. And uh, yet and still, God saw fit that he desired more from us. And A.W. Tozer, one of my favorite authors, and this is something that 
I'm sometimes reluctant to pray and even say, but he says, oftentimes God can't use a man greatly until he wounds mm. him deeply. Yes. Yes. And I believe that. What, mm. what, you know, that, that, that's a point right there, brother, that that's something yep. right there to, to just meditate and marinate on for a while. Yeah. I trans that translate to me in, in, in these words, there's purpose in your pain. Mm. Don't discount the pain that you're going through as just something that's normal, uh, a normal reaction to an event or circumstance. There is purpose in your pain that can propel you into the place of destiny mm. that has already been established over your life. That's Man. why you see people who have lost their children build foundations mm -hmm. and, and people who have lost loved ones that go on these speaking circuits and, and they end up becoming legislators because they turn that pain into purpose so that they can affect the lives of other people. Your pain may be the very vehicle that brings someone else to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Cause when you're saying that you, you can flash to people as great as Nelson Mandela, uh, yes. you know, who yes. allowed himself to be, you know, incarcerated. You know, uh, you can flash to people like John Lewis, who was nearly killed uh, yes. on a bridge and then turns around and, you know, becomes a congressman. And then, you know, we can look, you know, even just in our entertainment industry, you know, young man that grew up close to, to where we are here in the Bay Area, uh, grew up homeless. Um, you know, sleeping in the car with his mother in and out of different shelters and, uh, you know, gets a scholarship to a tremendous football powerhouse and drafted into the NFL. And what's one of the first things him and his mother do? They open up a shelter right yeah, there in the yeah. city of Richmond. They open up a shelter and they say, you know what? We had to go through this, but it's our desire that no other mother, no right. other family right. would have to go through what we went through well man god bless you man uh it's been a pleasure i think we're gonna have to do this in a part two because there's some more that this pastor speaks on and there's some more issues that i want to touch on and, and about yeah. community and about our ability to come together uh with and for one another you got any final thoughts brother any final comments and uh, we'll close on that uh there's an old song that they used to sing in the church and i know this will take you back pastor uh, I'll never let go <laughs> of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. His, his powerful hand. Yeah. There's no more powerful hand than the hand of God. Grab a hold of it and don't let go until he gives you the blessing. Amen, man. Amen. It's it's like we may wrestle with God. We may come out limping, brother, with our hip out of place, but God's got a blessing Absolutely. with your name on it. So listen, beloved. When God opens our eyes in Joy City, we can clearly celebrate others for our differences. We can support one another in our efforts, and we can cheer one another on in the spirit of unity. Understanding when one wins, we all win. Because we do understand that no one can come face to face with what God is like and ever be the same. So welcome to Joy City. Seeing his true image touches the depths of our soul. And beholding his glory will renew our minds, transform us, and give us strength to live this life for him. So come on in where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. We want to invite you to be a part, a resident of Joy City, 
a place where the body becomes stronger and our love for others only increases. I've enjoyed being your host. You can comment below or you can email me at Pastor Stewart at lifeconnectionforchrist.org or you can call our church office 209-522-3583. Brother JC, it's been great as always being with you. Yes, sir. I look to talk with you again real soon. Looking forward to it.